Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Are local lore, legends, and laughter your thing? Then come check out our podcast, or so they say, where two sisters travel small town America, one ghostly tale at a time. We're your hosts, Midwest twins Megan and Kelsey. Join us every Thursday where you get to hear not just the history behind haunted locations, but our own personal experiences as well. Faceless nuns? Check. Harmonica playing ghosts? Check. Alcohol? You You betcha. So join our spooky crew and drink along with us as we investigate a haunted place near you. Stream us wherever you find your favorite podcasts at Or So They Say. Come check us out. Bye. Bye. it's crystal and it's samantha and this is serial holic sisters true crime shit what (laughs) happened (laughs) i don't know i just for some reason was like wait am i supposed to say that (laughs) that was i i just for some reason just went into like la la land right as i was saying that and completely space saying it (laughs) right well i mean it's been a minute since you said it because you know last weekend we both had vacations which never happens ever yes it was amazing <laughs> yes we had a good it time we just had like a one day trip you had like a full-on like vacay yeah I went um I actually went to Colorado Springs and for anybody that has not gone to Colorado Springs and has been thinking about going to Colorado Springs I definitely recommend it it was so nice it was beautiful the mountains were breathtaking like you literally pictures don't do it justice yeah no you kept sending me pictures and I was like wow that looks amazing I'm sure in person it's it's even better oh we're already looking forward to going again and this time taking the the kids because this was our anniversary trip but yeah next time we'll see kids it was it was nice um I will say I felt like my husband was trying to kill me though, because (laughs) (laughs) I'm so scared of heights. It's unreal. And every single thing. So you went to the mountains. (laughs) So literally, oh, well, okay. So good point. But I mean, like going to the mountains and staying in a house, like not in the top of the mountain was nice. Like I wasn't going to do that, but my husband wants to take us, you know, to all the super high takes us to the top of Pikes Peak. I literally had an anxiety attack driving <laughs> up that. Um, I think the worst part was when we went across the Royal Gorge Bridge because- That's the get, walking bridge, right? Right, um, which is made of wood, by the way. Fucking- I'm just like picturing, sketchy. you told me about this and I'm, I'm just picturing one of those like in a cartoon, you know, they got the wood- 
wobbly um, bridge. <laughs> yeah, like with like a, a tiny rope holding it together. So over a mountaintop. <laughs> I'll tell you something that was crazy on this. Um, so we go, right? Well, before we go on the bridge, you take like one of those gondola things across like this wire <laughs> but gondola thing what is that is that like a ski slope thing no. not slope but like the thing that takes yes. you up to yes okay like if you go skiing like it's a thing that takes you up the mountain except it's enclosed is that this what it's called yeah funny word okay but it, it's enclosed like there it's around yeah. you um it doesn't matter because it's enclosed but it's all see-through <laughs> so um you're just going across this wire just you know, hoping to God that it doesn't break while it's carrying you across. And of course it's super windy. And, um, they, we actually asked them after we got off, do you guys shut this down? Like when you guys hit a certain, like when it, when is bad weather for you guys? He's, he's like, well, they typically get, we'll shut it down. If it's like 30 miles an hour wind, we were at like 15 mile an hour wind. And it was, it was fierce. Um, I cried. I did cry. <laughs> You're like, there was a time or two. <laughs> I, I actually bawled going across it because You're like I had I was, an amazing trip. I cried a lot. <laughs> I did. I did cry. But then here's the crazy thing. So when we went around or when we went across that and we got to the point where we could walk across the bridge now, which, you know, anxiety at its highest for me, because you right. just can imagine just plummeting to your death you know from there anyways um the same day that we went on this they were having a cross-country meet on the bridge wait what on the bridge yes so half of the bridge there was a cross-country meet from like all these schools and places literally running across the royal gorge bridge I don't know that that's a good idea guys thank you <laughs> that's what i said i said is that safe i have to look this bridge up because i'm just picturing a cartoon bridge <laughs> it's not it's really not wobbly or what anything. is it called royal gorge royal gorge bridge yeah um cross country across half of it so i'm walking it's still wood planks though original wood planks so some of them are really creaky and old you know i'm like are Surely it's not original, right? Like they've they've had to replace them over the years. Wood rots. Yes, I'm sure. But I want to say the last time it was replaced was like, I think I read somewhere it was like 1986. I mean, it's not far from the cartoon bridges. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like head down walking across this bridge, right? But my husband, my father-in-law, yes, we we went on our anniversary trip with them, but <laughs> they were going to on theirs. Um, so we just all went together and they're like taking this in, loving it, watching the, the train down below, um, going into the mountains. Cause the Royal Gorge train is like way thousands of feet down below, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, uh, I'm like sitting here, I'm just going to walk across it. I'm going to put my head down. I'm going to walk across it all these creaky ass boards. So put your head down. That means you're looking down. That makes it worse, right? So it did. That's exactly <laughs> what I was That's a say. terrible plan. <laughs> it was an awful plan. <laughs> it was an awful plan. So I'm walking across this bridge 
And I'm like, I'm just going to put my head down. I'm not going to see through these planks. Oh, you see through those planks. So I get to the point where I'm like, oh my God, my legs get all wobbly and jelloey like, mm-hmm. and I grab a hold of like the side railing. Um, and I look up and that was my next mistake because then you see not like everything is open and I'm like, I'm going to die. This is the day I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> like it was a great trip. <laughs> it was a great trip, but I, I really thought my husband was trying to kill me with those things. Those were the worst part about it. It was beautiful, but it was for somebody that's super scared of heights. I will tell you it tested my limits for sure. Yeah. So anyways. I mean, I'm not, I'm not really scared of heights, but I don't know about that bridge. (laughs) I I will say it's, it's not just the heights thing. I I don't, I don't necessarily want to say that I'm like super scared of heights. It's more of the fact that when I'm up high, all I can think of is if I fall, this is the worst way to die (laughs) for me. Like, I don't want to plummet to my death. It's just like flying in an airplane. I hate flying. You know that everybody knows that. I hate to fly and it's not because I'm like up in the air flying in an airplane. I I think that's kind of of, what the fear of heights is, is they're afraid of falling from the height. (laughs) Is that what it is? I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I'm just telling you, it's not a good thing to be scared of. (laughs) Not when you're up that high now. Not when you're 14,000 feet in the air on top of Pike's Peak. (laughs) Anyways, now I'm rambling. So, you know, let's get into the true crime stuff. <laughs> what people are waiting to listen to. <laughs> they're like, they're oh like, my God, stop. Care. They're like, I don't care about your trip. Just shut up and Just let's talk about murder. about murder. Yes. <laughs> Sorry about it. Okay. <laughs> let's talk about Moida. Let's talk about Moida. So um, this is actually a little bit different than any case that we've talked about before because so... It's, I'm covering a super suspicious death. Oh, okay. Like, it's pretty recent. Is it um, John, oh, I was going to say John Benet. John Benet. Right? John Benet, yes. I don't no. know why I said that. No. I was, this, trying to, I was trying to spit it out, and it No, didn't. it is not. So, um, no, it's pretty recent. It's from, like, 2019. Oh, that's not just pretty recent. That's, like, yeah, real recent. Like, super recent. Um, okay. <laughs> And it's suspicious. So in my opinion, there's not a really convincing explanation as to what happened that they've decided. So I know it's kind of frustrating. And so we'll just get into it. So we're going to go to Friday, August 30th, 2019, just after 4 p.m. Seattle Police Department gets called to Green Lake Park, which is one of the most popular parks in all of Seattle. Um, The call comes from a man named Justin Kearns, who had been in the lake in his paddle boat, and he came across a dark object in the water. His two young daughters had been paddle, like paddle boating in that boat 30 minutes before him, and they had noticed this, and they mentioned it to him that there was like this really big turtle in the water, and kind of like told him where it was. And then when he went out, he's like, well, that's really weird that this turtle has not moved at all in 30 minutes, which... I don't know if that's weird for big turtles. I don't know. I feel like that's not weird, but okay. But yeah, so he thought it was odd that it was in the same spot. And so he goes to kind of like investigate, check it out, see what's going on. Um, It was then that he realized that the dark object was not a turtle, but was the body of a young woman floating face down. 
So he immediately checked for vital signs or any signs of life and called 911. And an officer and firefighter arrived on the scene pretty quickly. Um, guessing it's not every day that the police get a call that there's a body floating in the lake at one of the most popular parks in the city. So they were like pretty on top of it. The officer waded out into the water and he made his way to the body and she was brought to shore and they immediately noticed that she was fully clothed, including socks, but was missing her shoes. So she had everything else, just no shoes. She was wearing a vest that was zipped all the way up to her chin, like all the way up. That's weird. Yeah. So the officer and the firefighter that arrived on the scene wanted to like start CPR on her to see like if there's anything they could do to help um so they tried to unzip the vest so they can start cpr and it like wouldn't open like they struggled for a while the two of them for a good couple minutes and then they were finally able to force the zipper down and once the vest was unzipped they were able to see something was wrapped tightly around the woman's neck so when they looked a little closer they realized it was a pair of shoelaces that were tightly bound and knotted and twisted around her neck like four times Mm, so, like she was like strangled before she was put in there right so the shoelaces were actually so tight that around her neck that they were about a half inch deep into her skin that's so tight yeah mm, yeah definitely strangled before she went into the water right so her tennis shoes were later located not far from where her body was found I think they said it was like 20 feet from where she was floating in the water offshore one of them was like visible in a nearby bush and the other it took him a second to find the other one it wasn't far but it it was in another bush but it seemed like it had been thrown in the opposite direction like as if someone had tried to get rid of the shoes pretty quickly and just kind of threw them in opposite directions not far Mm -hmm. and her shoelaces were missing the woman was soon determined to be 23 year old mother of two autumn lee stone so now i'm going to get a little bit into who autumn was so autumn lee stone was born august 14th 1996 she was described by everyone as always smiling and super selfless. Like she always put others before herself and was always doing like whatever she could to help others if they needed it. When she was around 12 years old, her parents divorced. And according to her father, he said, uh, quote, Autumn tried very hard to make sure that I was okay and to make sure that I knew that I was loved like throughout the whole thing. Both of her parents agree that she helped both of them get through the divorce. Um, and her mother even says that that she would have never gotten through her alcoholism without Autumn and credits uh-huh. her to making sure that like the helping her sober up. So she was always just like super selfless and trying to make everybody else, you know, get through tough times. Um, she was just the type that always wanted to make sure everyone else was happy. So this eventually took a toll on her and she ended up developing ulcers from stress when she was in high school, ended up dropping out of school, but she did eventually work her way to getting her diploma. At the time of her death, Autumn was in a really good place in her life. Her her family says that they had never seen her happier than she was. She had a three-year-old son with an ex-boyfriend named Jacob Johnson, and the two of them still had a pretty good relationship. They like shared custody of their son and they were like co-parenting without like any known problems that I could see anywhere like when Jacob had their son with him he would text Autumn pictures of him and like keep her updated on like what he was doing and vice versa like they just had a good so, relationship like that. so, so really good co-parenting right she was also at the time of her death she was in love and she was engaged to a man named Tyler Washington 
Oh, that's a name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tyler Washington. Tyler Washington is a strong, sturdy name. That is, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like he has a really strong jawline. <laughs> oh, I mean, I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> Autumn and Tyler had known each other since grade school, but they had lost touch over the years and they eventually ended up reconnecting in 2017 and like really hit it off. So they were set to be married in September. And at the time of her death, they were living with Autumn's grandparents while they were saving up to buy a house because their little family was growing. So they're like engaged to get married in a few months. And they had just welcomed their first child into the world, a sweet little baby boy who was only five weeks old at the time of Autumn's death. Aww. Yeah. So she had a three-year-old and a five-week-old. So everything in her life had seemed to be falling perfectly in place. Like, after trying so hard to put everyone else's happiness above hers, like, her whole life, she was finally happy. Like, she had two beautiful, 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 <laughs> she had two beautiful, healthy children. She was in love and planning her dream wedding. Like, life was good until about two weeks before her sudden death. So, at 9.45 p.m. on August 21st, so, like, the week before she died, Autumn left home to grab some food from a jack-in-the-box that was literally right down the road like right down the road so she was gone for a total of 12 minutes that's how close it was to like leave go get the food and get back you're gonna tell me something awful about these kids she returned home to find straight up chaos so her grandparents and tyler were like freaking out and they're trying to tend to the baby the five-week-old who was limp barely responsive and struggling to breathe he had been asleep when autumn had left only 12 minutes before and then she gets home to this like chaos i can't imagine the confusion and terror and all all of oh that gosh, that she must have been yeah. going through he was taken to seattle children's hospital they reported that he had to be resuscitated twice while he was there and he had broken ribs and severe swelling on his brain that left him with seizures how did he have broken ribs exactly so unfortunately autumn's grandparents were upstairs when whatever happened happened and they didn't see what happened but the medical staff determined that there was no way that this was accidental. Sketchy, for sure. Right. Two days later, social workers informed Autumn that they would be taking custody of the children pending an investigation. So they placed her three-year-old son with his father, Jacob, and the baby remained in the hospital where he was recovering. But Autumn wasn't allowed to come visit him because there was an investigation. Like, she couldn't go see her which, baby. Which to me is, which I understand, I understand protocol, but to right. me, that's, that's honestly really shitty because she wasn't there. I know. I'm like, she wasn't even there, guys. Like, she wasn't there. But I, I do understand. Like, I know that right. they have a job to do. And even as sucky as it is, mm -hmm. in some instances, they do have to, I mean, they have to follow through with every single thing. And an investigation means anybody in the household should not be around the child right. until, until they. So I do. I get it. I understand. It just sucks I, because she it wasn't sucks there. Really bad. Like I can't imagine. Like I, I would lose my shit if I was told I couldn't go see my newborn baby in the hospital. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I absolutely. It, it honestly, that's got to be a really hard job to have. I really do give props to social workers. They go and do their job, investigate what they're supposed to, and then right. they have to report it to law enforcement, and it's out of their hands from there. I could not do that job. Like, it's got to take such a toll because you have to see it, so much awful stuff. It takes, like, a, it takes a strong person. Mm -hmm, for sure. 
So they assured her that she wasn't a suspect. Like they, they believed that That's she was like, they, they weren't questioning that she was there. Like, no, they, they believed just her. have to like, do protocol. Right. They did believe that Tyler was responsible for the newborn's injuries. Well, I do too. <laughs> right. Like nobody else was there. <laughs> I mean, Mr. the grandparents Strong, were upstairs. Mr. Strong jawline uh, sounds like he's a. Uh, He's got not some so issues. Good. Not not that great. So when they told Autumn that they were like looking into him, she was shocked. She was like, There's no way that Tyler would ever purposely hurt our baby. Who the fuck else did it, bro? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> she just couldn't believe it. And they're like, Well, considering it's history, it's not really that unbelievable. Oh, she's like history? she's like what the fuck are you talking about like what history <laughs> yeah i want to know the history tell me the history so i'm gonna tell you the history it turns out tyler had a very unsettling past with the child welfare system that autumn knew nothing about in 2014 he pled guilty to shaking his five-week-old daughter like a daughter from a previous girlfriend okay so she suffered a skull fracture bleeding and swelling in her brain and two broken ribs now, initially, Tyler told police that the injuries were accidental, but after failing a polygraph test, he admitted to police that he had just snapped because the baby wouldn't stop crying. Oh my God, shaking baby syndrome. Like he, and bro- like shaking to the point, like squeezing to the point that ribs are broken. Yes. What? Well, I. I was like, are you frozen? <laughs> I, I'm not frozen. I was like, well, I mean, for a baby that small it's not hard to break right but like but it pisses me off I cannot make a mat like I want to shake the shit out of you but the to the point where there's like several broken ribs and brain swelling and injury you definitely weren't it's not it's not hard to do such a thing like breaking ribs if you're squeezing a baby I'm saying it's hard if you're like (laughs) you're taking care of your baby well then you shouldn't be doing that like that wouldn't happen the ribs shouldn't just be snapping if you're holding (laughs) you're holding your baby right your ribs ain't gonna snap right so he eventually admitted that on more than one occasion he had shook and squeezed his daughter out of frustration oh my effing what yeah he acknowledged the fact that his daughter was a particularly oh that's a hard word particularly oh my god i can't say it (laughs) <laughs> just stop acknowledge <laughs> the fact that his daughter was a vulnerable victim like she was yeah, vulnerable <laughs> and this behavior was very out of character for him according to his lawyer because she knows him like that like, <laughs> do you though do you <laughs> she said that he was overwhelmed with becoming a father at such a young age because he was 18 at the time and due to his age and the fact that he didn't didn't have any prior record he was sentenced to only five years in prison um motherfucker i was 18 when i had my first kid i knew you were gonna say that (laughs) i was 18 (laughs) when i had my first child i did not shake my baby or break his ribs or hurt him in any way i took care of him because he fucking does that thank you i don't care he cried all the time. He had colic. He was a colicky baby. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, not once did I get frustrated to the point that I shook my baby or hurt him. So he that was is gonna... not an excuse. I'm no, sorry. That pisses that me off. It's not an fucking excuse. ridiculous. That is a he's, shitty he's excuse. Young. For... No, 
he's young and overwhelmed becoming a parent. That excuse actually pisses me off because they use, well, he's young. He doesn't know better. Liking sexual assault cases or any, like any of those types of things. That is not an excuse. No, you know better. You know better. You know what's right. You know what's wrong. I know your mama and your daddy raised you and told you what was right and what was wrong. Um, if they didn't, the school system and every fucking other person in the world did. So it's right. not an excuse. You're you know, a poor piece of shit of a human if you hurt a child. Well, if you hurt anybody, but if you right. hurt a child. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he was sentenced to only five years in prison for abusing his five-week-old daughter who was left with permanent brain damage and suffered seizures for years after. Um, did she even know he had another child? I don't think she did. She seemed shocked by all of this because he couldn't be around her because of this. He was, he, I think the right. judge were like, you're not to have contact with her. That's so crazy. Right. So he was released after serving just two of the five years that he was sentenced. And then not long after he met Autumn and they began their relationship. So Autumn was shocked. She was like, what the fuck? Tyler told her that he had hidden the truth about his past from her and her family because he didn't think that they would accept him if they knew that he had served time for abusing a child. It's like, nah, bro, we do not accept you. <laughs> like, I don't accept you. And now I honestly think that you did this to my child. Oh, wait, because I know you did because you were the only because one. Because nobody else was fucking there. <laughs> he also told her that like, yeah, he did plead guilty, but he was actually innocent. He said that he had pled guilty to protect his family, which whatever that means. Like, I don't even know what that means. And, oh, hey, Shadow. <laughs> but he said that he never actually hurt his daughter. Now, I'm sorry, but I find it way too coincidental that you've now been accused of abusing two of your children when they both happen to be five weeks old. And they both suffered from brain trauma and broken ribs. The like, same exact, yes, the same exact issues. It's the exact same MO, like the same. So Autumn was devastated. Her life was suddenly falling apart. Like she was so happy and everything has just like begun to crumble. Her newborn baby's in the hospital, probably at the hands of her fiance, his father, and her parental rights were on the line. So she broke off the engagement and asked Tyler to move out. And once good he moved, for yeah, her. Right, exactly. Once he moved out, she changed the locks. Good. Mm-hmm. I would do the exact same thing. Except I probably would have moved. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, but. Probably would have taken but... <laughs> it a step farther. <laughs> probably would have, like, relocated myself. <laughs> well, you know, they were saving up to get their own place. She was living with her grandparents. Well, I'd switch it up. <laughs> I'm like, Mom parents mom were, and dad right <laughs> moving in <laughs> although if he lived with you with your grandparents he probably knows where your parents live also I would think I mean <laughs> yes but so yeah she's like I have no I, I thought I knew this guy I have no idea what he's capable of and she knew that in order to get her kids back he had to be completely out of the picture so she changed the lock she's like get out change the lock um she cooperated with the police the entire time and was determined to get her kids back so they again assured her that she wasn't under investigation, but they strongly believed Tyler was responsible and they just needed to ga gather evidence to make their case against him. Right. So now we're going to get into August 30th, the day of Autumn's death. So the week leading up to this day had been super rough for her. 
obviously has been filled with police questioning and countless phone calls and meetings with social services and lawyers, not to mention her baby was in the hospital and she couldn't see him. Right. Her Her three-year-old. Her other baby was taken. Right. Which he was with the father that she got along good with. And so. Right. But still. Right. No, absolutely. So she was texting with her dad at one point during the week and she said, I know it will be a long process, but I have faith that I will have my babies back with me. So she was like determined she's going to get him back. That morning, Autumn had told her mother that she was going to go take a little time to clear her head and like give herself a mental break. So she told her she planned on going for a walk around Green Lake Park, and then she was going to go get a pedicure before going to visit with her three-year-old son that afternoon. So around 9.30, she got a phone call from a friend named Kimberly Adams, who had seen Autumn post autumn had put a post on facebook asking for like one of those unspoken prayers posts so like she doesn't post details or say what's going on just like unspoken <laughs> prayer for me and my family oh i'm okay i i don't mean to sound negative on this yeah <laughs> but i have seen this is this is totally off topic on this but there's this lady on tiktok okay i, gotta, I have no to, i don't I, know about the tiktok i'm old i know i have to find her name <laughs> she her she makes posts about facebook posts like she and one of the ones she does is she makes um, tiktok posts about facebook like making fun of facebook posts yes okay. about like she's acting like a person um posting yeah, something yeah. on facebook and then somebody like the commenters and stuff you know mm-hmm. so you saying that she's done one of that where oh, she's I'm, like, sure. I'm asking i'm asking for prayers don't ask me why (laughs) (laughs) these people are like okay she's like fine if you're gonna ask you can can dm me oh my goodness (laughs) it's just it's just so funny so that's what made me think of it that's awful that I think of that because she's you know in this case right right Yes, you are awful. No, <laughs> I am. But that's all I can think about is this lady going, fine, you can DM me. <laughs> oh my goodness. So yeah, she had, she had post, made a post just saying, asking for unspoken prayers for my family. Right. And um, Kimberly says when she saw that, she just knew that something awful had had to happen for Autumn to make that post. So she called to check on a friend and see if there was anything she could do to help. And Autumn then told her about the past nine days of her life. She told her all about the terrible injuries her baby had sustained, all the phone calls and meetings with police and social workers, and how her parental rights were on the line. And then she tells her all about Shady-ass Tyler and how he'd been lying to her about who he was from the beginning and And the awful thing that he'd done. (laughs) Right. And she told her about, like, they talked for a while. She told her about how she had been nonstop praying for her baby's recovery and how she wasn't even allowed to go see him in the hospital like she was just letting it all out then she told Kimberly that she had a plan and that she was going to get answers today with an emphasis on the word today is how Kimberly recalls she was like I'm I'm gonna I'm getting answers today like I'm gonna find out what happened oh like she was gonna confront Tyler maybe and maybe Um, try to record it so she had evidence she did not tell Kimberly what her plan was she just said I have plans and I'm gonna find out today so she told Kimberly that she didn't tell her family about her plans because they were all already clearly very upset with everything that happened 
Right. And she didn't want them to worry any more than they were already worrying. So she wasn't going to tell them what she was planning. And Kimberly says that she told Autumn, just please be safe. Like whatever you're doing, just be safe and call me later tonight and let me know like how it went. Like, give me an update. And so Autumn promised to do this and they got off the phone. Now, after getting off the phone with Kimberly, Autumn wrote an entry in her prayer journal, which is a thing that she would do often. Like she just had this prayer journal and would like write stuff in it all the time. We know she did this because she, like we know what time she did this because she always timestamped her journal entries. So this one was written at 1026 that morning. And I'm gonna read you what she wrote. It's not very long. She wrote, thank you for all the blessings you have given me and my family, my two beautiful sons who are my whole world. I love my babies with every piece of my heart and would do would and will do anything and everything I need to make sure they have the absolute best lives possible. Amen. So she arrived at Green Lake Park around 1130 that morning. And we know this because she called her mom to let her know that she was there. So her mother said it seemed like a normal, like, hey, just calling to check in, let you know I got here safe type of phone call, which she did often. Like that wasn't anything right. strange. She then texted Jacob at around 1.30 to confirm the time and place for her visit with their son that afternoon. She was like, hey, just checking in, making sure this time, this is where we're meeting. Her body was first seen in the lake around 3.30 when the little girl saw her and thought she was the big turtle. So texted him at 1.30, bodies found at 3.30. So what happened between that time? Police were quick to arrive on the scene, and like I said, they found the shoelaces tied around her neck. Now get this, within an hour of finding her body, a spokesman for the Seattle Police Department told the Seattle Times that Autumn Lee Stone, a 23-year-old mother of two, had died by suicide. What? Suicide. What? So two weeks after her death, Autumn's case was officially closed as a suicide. How? That is not a suicide. Okay. That's what I'm saying. It's frustrating. Like what, what names one part of that that says suicide, please. What, why is it when people don't have enough evidence, they just want to claim it as a suicide? Right. Or not even just not even enough evidence when they don't feel like fucking going through a case. Like do your job. (laughs) So like that one's literally cut and dry. You know who did it. (laughs) <laughs> you, you literally know who did it. <laughs> you literally know who did it. So here's their thinking. Police say that the entry that she had written in her prayer journal that morning was clearly a suicide note. How was that a suicide note? You know, the entry. Explain that, to me how that's a suicide note. Her saying thank her- you and that she just wants her kids to have the. I say that all the time. I pray myself and say that to myself. Like that is not am I trying to kill myself no Apparently. I want my kids I no. literally want my kids to have a better life than me just like any parent just like any, any parent, parent exactly any parent wants their kids to have a better life than them I don't care who you are that doesn't mean that I'm saying that I had a crappy life I didn't have a crappy life we I mean we grew up with a normal childhood like it literally where is it she literally is like thank you for blessing me with my two beautiful sons and I love them and I'll do anything I need to to make them to make sure they have the best lives possible like what how was killing yourself making sure and it ends in amen so it's clearly not a prayer prayer. it's clearly a suicide note that is not a suicide (laughs) note 
<laughs> so I hate people. <laughs> the phone call that she had made to her mother, they say was a goodbye phone call. Like, even though her mother says she did not feel that vibe at all, like to her, it seemed like she was just letting her know that she got there safely as she often did. Um, I call if I'm going places that I don't normally go, I'm gonna call and tell you or some like anybody, right? Right. Hey, this is where I'm going. Um, I made it okay. Like my husband will be like, Hey, check in when you get there. Okay. Hey, right. I made it here. Okay. That is not a, yeah, no, that was a goodbye phone call. Her mom said that she didn't sound off or seem to be acting strange at all. She literally was just like, Hey, because, I'm here. right. Because if it was a suicide, you would also, if it was a suicide to me, I feel like you wouldn't take a shoe, your shoestrings, not only strangle yourself, but not at that many times. Right. And so deeply that it's like a half inch into your skin. No. Like to me, to, I've, I don't, I and feel like to awful. strangle yourself. That's that, awful. That's awful because that fam, not only will that family never have freaking closure because of this, but that's really shitty to do to her. Right. But I feel, I, ha- I hope she haunts that go, or I hope she haunts that cop. I hope she haunts him. <laughs> So um, she writes her suicide note. She mm-hmm. does her goodbye call. She then mm-hmm. took her shoes off and took the shoelaces out of them. Threw them. <laughs> Shoot, threw them in opposite directions. Um, <laughs> then, Don't need these anymore. <laughs> right. Wrapped them tightly around her own neck several times and then zipped her vest completely up to her chin. All the to way up hide her it. To hide it. Then she got into the lake and strangled herself to death. Now, this obviously makes zero sense to me. If she was going to commit suicide, why would you, why would, first of, first of all, if you're, why would you go to one of the busiest parks in the middle of the day to do this? Like, that doesn't make sense. Like, surely if. She's also in Seattle. Like, wouldn't you think she would just go jump off the bridge? I mean, I. Isn't that like (laughs) one of the the um most famous bridges for like suicide maybe that sounds familiar i think it is because isn't that where the golden gate bridge is no what no that's in california san francisco Uh, oh yeah that's in san francisco i don't know why i was thinking that you're like they both start with an s (laughs) isn't there isn't the bridge there though like i don't know now i'm doubting everything you say (laughs) i think you were thinking of the golden gate bridge maybe i was thinking of that so yeah you wouldn't go to the middle like of a busy park in the middle of the day no it is if you were planning on committing suicide I would I would think you would go someplace private I agree yeah this this bridge is one that is what bridge in Seattle yes that Aurora bridge is what it's called okay whatever there's been over 230 suicides from that's awful yeah, I was going to say, Terrible. I, I want to say that I heard there was a bridge in Seattle that was known for, I mean, that's awful to be known for that too, but. Right. But yeah. yes, the, the Golden the Golden Gate Bridge or whatever is also a really popular one. <laughs> that's Ter- awful. Terrible wording, by the way, very popular. <laughs> it's awful, but I'm telling you, I looked that shit up, especially when, on, when I went on that Royal Gorge. <laughs> you, you're like, I've been looking like, up all these bridges. I said, I said, how many does happen? But there's actually not a lot that happened to the on the Royal Gorge or whatever. 
anyways but no suicide I don't think so that is the dumbest thing that I've ever heard (laughs) right so next point why would she make plans and then later confirm these plans to meet with her oldest son who she clearly wanted so badly to get back why would you also like you told your mom you were gonna go to the park and then go get a pedicure and then like you went into detail on your day-to-day thing and then you also talked to your friend on the phone and sounded just fine right and you promised to call her back to like I I understand after after telling her about this secretive plan that you have to get answers and is your secret plan gonna be to kill yourself at no no like I would think it'd be to meet up with a certain somebody to try to get answers (laughs) I just don't understand yeah that's what I was thinking like I said I told you what I thought yeah clearly to me it sounds like because the uh, child protective services said that they wanted they had to have proof or whatever to close the investigation right and so like clearly wants the investigation to be closed so she can get her kids back yeah I don't know that's a really shitty thing to do to her and and remembrance of her I told you it's frustrating like so people are gonna people are gonna look at her as the as the girl that killed herself and that's not okay so we'll get there the first big thing their first big thing was that they couldn't find any defensive wounds on her so they're like well must have just done it herself (laughs) right which and like I was looking in a few different places and I didn't see any of these pictures but I saw multiple um mention of some pictures of autumn post-mortem and a lot of people this I think this was on a reddit that I was reading um said that there were clearly like scrapes and stuff on her hands which I don't know but they said there was no defensive ones so yeah she must have just done it herself it's like great policing if the answer is not right in front of my face then well let's just wrap this up in the most ridiculous way ever (laughs) really sucks because I you know how I feel about I mean Mm -hmm. that area of work I'm literally going to school for you know that area of work but this they did her dirty like to do it to close it so quickly within two weeks they did her dirty so none of the physical evidence really lined up with their suicide theory for example take the vest zipped completely up to her chin yeah I just don't understand that either like if you're trying to commit suicide you don't give a fuck about that like why would you why would you zip it all the way up to your chin after you're strangling yourself after you're already I don't see how you can like physically if you're trying to gas for air sit here and mess with a zipper right and for the shoestrings to have been so tight around her neck that it was like cutting into like her skin. I, I want to know how you could do that. The only way I could think if you were doing it to yourself is if you had some sort of like garrote to twist it, you right. know? So I don't know. Um, so the vest, the police and the firefighter struggled to take it off. And um, the firefighter later said that based on how the shoelaces were wrapped around her neck, he believes that there's no way that anybody could have done this themselves. He's like, that just doesn't make sense to me. But we're all supposed to believe that she not only did it to herself, but she then zipped her vest after the fact and then got into the lake. Now explain to me 
how any of that makes sense. Once you consider the fact that the autopsy report stated that she died from asphyxiation and noted noted that there was no water in her lungs, meaning that she was put meaning into she after she was already dead. Yes, like there was yes, no water. Because if in her lungs. she no she did not because- drown. Which does also doesn't make, I mean, that makes sense to me, but I'm saying it doesn't make sense to me if she was committing suicide, how she would have been able to get in the lake and not have water in her lungs. Right. If she fell down. Right. She would, she would absolutely had got water in her lungs if she was in the lake being strangled. Like that would have happened. I don't understand how this didn't, never mind. I'm just, it's just frustrating. So she strangled herself, and then after she died, she put herself into the lake. Like <laughs> <laughs> her spirit lifted her body, right? <laughs> Little Voldemort action, <laughs> <laughs> whatever he does. I'm pretty sure he does not say that. <laughs> that was no spell that I've heard. <laughs> I don't remember what he said. Wow. <laughs> No, she can't do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Let's rule that one out. I'm going to go ahead and rule that one out. The medical examiner reported on her autopsy report that they were unable to determine whether her death was a homicide or suicide, so it's listed as undetermined. That... Right. Okay. Um, there was I mean, also... I... What medical examiner did this? Because it sounds to me like they need to go back to school. <laughs> they, they were unable to determine. That's okay. I mean, it's pretty clear, but okay. I don't I mean, know. I, don't, I really don't know if it's pretty clear to medical examiner. <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm, I'm not a, an autopsy technician. I have no idea. For all these autopsy technicians that might be listening, I really don't know. Okay. Like, I, I am talking out of my ass right now. I am talking out of my ass. Go ahead. I'm just frustrated. It's very, I, I told you, it's frustrating. I say things when I'm frustrated. I know. I don't know what I say. <laughs> like I'm Voldemort for one. <laughs> la, la, la. <laughs> so. There was one more pretty important piece of information that was included in the autopsy report. Um, The medical examiner had recovered sperm cells after completing a vaginal swab. So police didn't send those swabs to a lab until six months after Autumn's death, because like, why would they? They had closed the case. Okay. Autumn's family was like, "Um, what the hell is actually happening? Something awful happened to our girl and we want answers police told them they understand their frustration but there was absolutely zero evidence saying that this was a homicide they were like in cases like this we have to let the body talk and tell us what happened and this body is saying suicide they're like it shows there shows no no homicidal marks whatsoever autumn's family was not satisfied with this answer so they were like no this does not add up and they hired a private investigator who continued to pressure the Seattle Police Department to reopen the case. So that's when they, after getting all this pressure, that's when, like the six months later, when they finally sent those swabs to the lab. Hmm. And so um, even though the case was inactive at the time, they finally sent it over because they're getting all this pressure. So they sent it to the Washington State Patrol Crime Lab to be analyzed. And the crime lab, they were unable to identify any semen or male DNA from the swabs and told police that the sample they sent to them may have had too few sperm cells for them to be analyzed. So Seattle police were like, okay, that's cool. 
we still have the original slides from the medical examiner, like when the autopsy was performed. And we just sent you like a super tiny sample because we don't really care. I don't know why they didn't send <laughs> the slides I mean, originally. Just, right. Yeah. Um, and if, as far as I can tell, they haven't really done anything else with those slides. Like I couldn't find anything saying that they, they sent them planned. on. Right. So that's cool. Another thing I wanted to mention was the method used, the method that was used for Autumn's death, like the strangulation or asphyxiation. So according to studies on different types of suicide methods, the most common method used for a female to commit suicide is drugs or poisoning, which isn't surprising to me because, you know, there's so many female like murderers that poison their victims. Asphyxiation and hanging are actually the least likely methods used for women in the study that I was looking at. So I'm not saying like, I'm not saying that means that there's no way a woman could have strangled herself to death. I'm just saying it's like, right but know? I still don't think that she I mean she physically did that though like with how tight it was I mean you'd have to be pretty fucking strong right to be able to do that to yourself right it does it does not seem likely to me that Autumn could have done this to herself that's what I mean like it just doesn't make it doesn't like make physically sense. like like it doesn't seem like she could physically do that not to mention that she was so determined to get her kids back like it doesn't seem like she was in a mental state to do that either you know so four days after autumn's death investigators called tyler to talk to him and according to them he truly seemed shocked to hear that autumn was dead like he hadn't heard whatever so they asked him where he was on august 30th and he told them that he had been at his mother's house where he'd been living since he and Auden had split up and he had been there playing video games all day so his mother confirmed his alibi she told police that he hadn't had any contact with autumn since he moved out which obviously his mom would confirm his alibi i mean um, that's his mama right so they wanted to check his phone to see if he had any contact with her that day they couldn't check Autumn's phone because it had been in her pocket when she was found at the lake and there was too much water damage. So like they couldn't look at her phone at all. Once they checked Tyler's phone, they realized that his phone locations had been turned off on August 10th, more than a week before the baby's hospitalization. So they couldn't really like verify where he had been. And there was no mention of texts or phone calls to or from Autumn, but like they didn't talk to him until four days after her death. Anyone can delete texts or phone calls in like two seconds from the phone yeah but you should be able to pull that from your phone records right so whether you, whether you delete it or not so there was mention that they talked about getting his phone records at one point but i don't think they ever got them well that's really stupid then right <laughs> also i'm not saying that he did it i'm just pointing some stuff out just to be clear i'm not saying anything um <laughs> i'm not saying he did it <laughs> as i'm shaking my head yes it's like nobody can see you but me so according to police he really did seem surprised about her death um there was a warrant written up oh here it is there was a warrant warrant written up to get his phone records but at some point that warrant hit some kind of block and nothing ever came from it so like they never got it so i feel like as her mother like Autumn's mother, mm -hmm. I would be pushing and pushing and pushing and making oh, them give me better answers. Right. And her family, her, her mother, her father, all, her whole family has been pushing. They've got this private investigator who's been pushing. 
Yeah, that's bullshit because it's clearly something sketchy. Super, super is suspicious. He like, is he like a rat to the police? Is that why? Oh. <laughs> is that why? Mm. I don't think so. No, like it seems like this private investigator is like really on the case and like really. No, I mean like is Tyler a rat to the police? Oh, is that why he didn't get like a huge sentence for his first is that the proper policing terms by the way a rat mm. for the police no <laughs> <laughs> it's like really a police just... informant is that what we yes <laughs> it just said rat because he is a rat so <laughs> <laughs> little bitch there... ass bitch <laughs> what <laughs> there are a few different theories about what happened to autumn so one's the ridiculous suicide theory there's actually like i was reading on different forums and there's like people that believe that that's what happened which i don't see how people could believe that because it doesn't make because sense. people are followers that's why people suck <laughs> because people. people are followers and they're gonna follow which is awful for me to say because we're sitting here getting followers <laughs> i was like don't be a follower also join us <laughs> join us no, I just mean like it it's crazy. Another theory is that Autumn met with Tyler to talk and try to get some answers from him about what happened to the baby that night. Um people are like maybe they like reconciled and slept together, explaining how they found the semen. And then for some reason in he, the middle of the park. <laughs> right, exactly. And then for some reason he snapped again and killed her. Like there's there's all different theories some people don't believe this because of how extremely shocked he was when he learned about her death they're just like no there's no way he did it he seems like he truly was shocked which like i don't i don't know and you know what who knows he could be innocent and it could yeah. be some complete stranger either there's way that goes out there there are, that's another theory that it was just some random awful piece of shit and that she was just in the wrong place at the wrong time she was just like she was attacked and murdered by some unknown psycho that's just like out there in the world being an awful I mean, piece yeah. of trash like that i think that could... tyler's a piece of shit still because you definitely know he shook his baby babies yes, yes. Babies. yeah babies yes i do i think he's an awful human being but he could be innocent but he, he could be an awful human being that is not a murderer like it could have yeah. just been some random person grabbed a woman in the park and killed her yep is it crazy that nobody saw it happen yep. yes yes so yeah um the random crazy person in the park that's that's the theory that tyler washington believes to this day he says he believes that somebody murdered her he says suicide just doesn't seem like anything autumn would ever do and that maybe somebody somebody like crazy dude grabbed her and got her he knows that the police considered him a person of interest at one time and he feels that this suspicion is unfair. I mean, I don't completely disagree that suspicion is unfair, but like also it's fair. Like so many investigations start with the husband did it or the boyfriend did it because so many of them, that's exactly what happened. And also all the shady shit that happened the week before, you know, it's not crazy to be suspicious of him. That's all I'm saying. He also seemed puzzled to learn that his location services had been turned off on his phone. So he said that they were always turned on. He, he never turned them off. So he doesn't know how that could be a thing. In the case of their five-week-old baby's injuries, 
Tyler was found to be deceptive after a polygraph test, but continued to deny it, and there were no witnesses, so the investigation concluded with no charges, like they just dropped it. According to Autumn's mother, the baby still has a lot of issues and is pretty fragile, but she says he's like a miracle baby. Good. I mean, in 2020, Seattle Police Department reopened the case in response to the family and the private investigator pushing so hard on the subject. They finally eventually reopened, so it is opened again. Good. Um, It does need to be. The dumbest thing I've ever freaking heard. So dumb. (laughs) (laughs) So dumb. I just literally want to like drive to Seattle to the station that this happened at and say, you guys suck (laughs) (laughs) this whole time i've been talking you just been like sitting there with this pissed off look on your face (laughs) i really have like this it just makes me so mad because it really does like reflect poorly on other law enforcement officers that or detectives either even that really work hard at their job right yeah i mean they they have to prove themselves every day and then you've got dumbasses that are like oh yeah suicide definitely suicide clear suicide note here suicide oh that that prayer book yeah no that was a prayer journal yeah (laughs) yeah she's written a lot of suicide notes in this journal (laughs) (laughs) damn boys we got a winner (laughs) like come on right oh mom no no she wasn't just calling to check in i'm telling you even (laughs) talking about our mom i was like what (laughs) no i'm telling you even though i didn't talk to her and you talked to her that was a goodbye it was a goodbye (laughs) it was a goodbye phone call i don't even know what all you guys talked about but it was a goodbye (laughs) goodbye so um her family members have one main goal that they believe can get them the answers to what happened to autumn on that day so they want to get this case out there like they want to spread awareness because they believe that surely in this day and age out of the hundreds of people that were at green lake park that day that someone might have captured something somebody could have found something seen something well on their phone taking a picture something something could have been in the background exactly they're like surely there's got to be something some way that we can get some kind of answer Somebody had to have seen something, even if they didn't realize it at the time, you know? So if you were in the park. Right. So on August 30th, 2019, check the phones. Gonna, that's what I was going to say. So they asked that anyone that was at Green Lake Park on August 30th, 2019, between the hours of 11 a.m. and 4 p.m., please, please, please look back through your phones, check any pictures that you have from that day. Um, if anyone finds anything at all or has any information regarding Autumn, please contact the Seattle Police Department's tip line. And the phone number is 206-233-5000. Or you can submit tips to greenlaketips at seattletimes.com. And you can even like, if you find any pictures or anything, you can attach any relevant pictures or videos that you have. Um, Autumn was wearing a black vest with gray sweatpants and a beige beanie that day. So check y'all's stones check your stuff check it all i mean i know everybody is um really focused on like the gabby petito case but this is another really important case so i mean anybody if anybody has anything um or remembers anything or can help you know just just reach out because you right. could be you could be the closure that this family needs mm-hmm. and they so deserve closure like it's awful 
and I believe there's um GoFundMe if you search in her name there's a GoFundMe for donations to help with this investigation because the parent like the family's like having to pay this private investigator well yeah so if anybody wants to help out you can check that out and that is the suspicious death of Autumn Stone yeah I just that just infuriates me I really pray that these that this family can have closure because it's awful it's just awful just awful awful. awful. yep so that is that um you can you can follow us on all the things you know Facebook uh Instagram um and yeah all right that is that you ready to be awkward let's be awkward okay Okay, Okay, bye. bye